welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there's to know in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we're a little bit biased. I'm your host, as per always, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. Follow the show on Twitter, that is at HEFPod. Reach out to us on email, that is Frankfurt at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, that is facebook.com slash HEFPod. So, don't do this show alone, and here to talk about all things Frankfurt is Roman in San Francisco. Wie geht's es Ihnen? Hey, what's up, Brian? Mir geht es gut. Dankeschön. How are you? You know, I am very good. Uh, it's a wonderful day, winter day outside uh, in the Midwest of the United States where I am living at. Uh, we just got up, uh, I think, about three inches of snow. Still currently coming down, so this ought to be fun driving to work in. <laughs> um, not that any of my employers, not that anyone of my employer knows that uh, I partake in this. Uh, not so far as I'm aware of, anyways. Uh, but Roman... We have a lot of stuff to talk about with the Eintracht. It's an exciting time to be an Eintracht fan. The fixture list is just getting uh, thicker and thicker. And you know what? We have Pokal. We have Europa Liga. Um, we have Europa Pokal. We have the Bundesliga. I mean, we can even talk about certain managers who spend nearly 100 million euros and then say, I don't have the backing of the board. And then, you know, just skip town. We got a lot to talk about yeah, here. But we definitely have to talk. Yeah, yeah, we definitely have to talk a little bit of Klinsmann, but we will do that a little bit later on the show because, as you say, Brian, it is exciting, uh, exciting to be an Eintracht player again. You know, there was a little bit of tough time at the end of the Hinrunde, but now it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's cool. All three uh, championships, so to say, we're still in the championship, still in the DFB Pokal and the Europa League. And, I think um, we might be yeah, out of the Meister. I think we might be out of the running in the for the Meister shallow though at this point. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, that's out, but uh, but still, you know, we uh, yeah, what yeah, you know, our position was still going to be important. So it's going to be interesting, you know, if we kind of sacrifice the the Bundesliga for the other two um, uh, contests. But um, yeah, let's see. That's not. For us to decide. Not at all, though. I could say at this uh, point in the Bundesliga season that it does seem we know exactly who the teams are who are going to be going down to the bottom. But uh, speaking as this team that Eintracht faced over the weekend was a team that I thought was going to be playing at the bottom. But, you know, hey, here they are. Mid-table, it was Augsburg taking on the Eintracht. And guess what? The Eintracht... Welcome them to the Comets Bank Arena. And just like a parent who was disciplining their kids, we uh, took them to task for their failures at life. And it, the result ended up as Eintracht Frankfurt. Fünf. Augsburg. Null. Danke. Bitte. <laughs> you guys don't have to warn me of these things. You know, I'm like, oh, wait a second. You know, uh, I'm, you know, it's like, wait a second. Anyways, yeah, so that was exciting. The fans looked like, I think that they were so taken aback with the way that the fifth goal came in. They were just like, did this really just happen? Or are we watching this on replay? (laughs) But it was a brilliant game played by the Eintracht. (laughs) The wingers did their job for the first time in a long time. I had to get Pilates to Dominic Kaur. 
that crazy nut job did well. Um, we're glad that David Abraham is not out uh, uh, for too crazy long. Hasebe did a good job in yeah. his stead. Um, let's be honest, there was not really a bad performance done by any player on the Eintracht. Some would say, uh, I thought that someone kind of whiffed rather than had the ball stolen from him for a certain goal, but you know, that's just me. Uh, more yeah. importantly, um, in terms of the, in terms of the, where the heads are for the Eintracht, Timothy Chandler is a man on fire. So is Kostic. I mean, he got himself a few against uh, Leipzig uh, earlier in the week uh, before the Augsburg match when we beat uh, Leipzig in the Pokal and have moved on to the quarterfinals. We'll get to that in just a second. Um, he continued his reign, so two goals, two assists. Chandler uh, wearing the armband all uh, at another point. Uh, also got... Uh, Two goals as well. I mean, for me, it very much was... Uh, excuse me. Uh, the, uh, Armpen actually went to Hasebe on that uh, from Abraham. Um, needless to say, like Silva scoring a goal, Cole getting involved. Il Sankar has been a really, really good pickup for very little money. Hey, you know, good on us yeah. for picking him up from Leipzig. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> Dore looked good, yeah. Dika. and he said it's uh, his comment was like it's uh, it's uh, great to stand on the right side uh, for now, you know. So um, yeah, he said like usually you know with Leipzig when they play in Frankfurt or you know in these bigger stadiums, you know they yeah he it's kind of interesting what what he said, you know. No, nobody ever does that, you know. So it's uh, it's, it's kind of playing you know the players in leipzig kind of think that you know uh, and he's also been he's been in leipzig for a long time yeah. right so that makes he, it I unique i think was you know, when so they were in that, the zweiterliga i think it, yeah that's that's yeah. his time dates back to that so if you look at the timeline of leipzig you know one of the more tenured uh players there whilst i mean sure he wasn't a first uh under nagelsmann was not a uh first man on the team sheet but you know what he came to the Eintracht because he wants to play, and he's doing well so far, and more to it. I liked how, so last week when we had uh, Silva get his, uh, oh guys, that was against, that was in the Pokemon. Uh When Silva had his penalty kick, uh, which he converted, which, you know, that gave, mm. that gave him loads of confidence. I think that had a little bit to, I mean, now he was able to get some separation for his goal, but for me... Uh, Silva had been on a really cold barren run since October was when he was banging in the goals. And that seems ages ago. That goal for yeah, him, I yeah. think, is going to do a world of good for his confidence going forward. Oh, totally. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him that this, uh, that this is happening uh, because that's what he needs, I think. You know, he needs a little bit of confidence. He needs to shoot these goals. And, uh, yeah, you know, that's just what strikers feed off. You know, they feed off goals. And uh, if they don't get it, it just uh, um, yeah, it just hurts them in, in, in many ways. So that's why I think it was just brilliant. Uh, or I'm very happy that, that he scored. And yeah, we talked about it quickly in pre in, in the pre-talk. But you know, for Paciencia, of course, it would have been great as well. But you know, like he stole an easy one. You know, or uh, Kostic stole an easy one. So we need we need 
tough goals, you know. So that's where he has to step up a little bit. And I think he is, you know. He's eager to to score. So yeah. exactly. Um, whilst Chandler has been uh, on a really big, big tear, so has Kostic. I keep on hoping that he doesn't break down, but uh, rumors starting to swirl around him. Uh, linking him to... Yeah, it's going to be tough to keep. It's going to be very hard he's to keep. And he's made mention of this. It's like, you know, if yeah. we're not uh, competing for, you know, uh, your... Uh, he may, if we're not competing for the bigger uh, titles that are out there, he is going to consider his uh, alternatives. And I can't blame him on that because he is a incredible winger that we uh, got for peanuts. Six million after having him on yeah. loan. I mean, like if we do flip him for say thirty million, that's five times what we paid for him. That is an incredible. Yeah, but he needs to go. He needs to go higher. Like, damn, no, no, no. Thirty million is not for a for a player like Kostic. You know, I mean, I I put him like on the line with Rebic. You know, like even, maybe even more. You know, because wingers are, you know, wingers are wingers. And uh, I, I I would say 60, 70, 80, you know? I mean, come on, give me a break. I mean, depending on how much, uh, how eager he is to, to leave, but uh, he shouldn't be cheap, you know? He shouldn't be, uh, 30 million is, you know, something that Leipzig, um, uh, you know, when mine sells a player, uh, that's 30, 30 million. And Kostic is, um, I. however, I think it will be a mistake for him. I think he should stay in Frankfurt, Agreed. obviously, um, um, because, I mean, we know his history, and uh, we know of other players with a similar history, you know, that didn't make it at other teams. I mean, uh, Kostic didn't play well in Stuttgart. He didn't play well at HSV uh, in Hamburg. So he's having, of course, uh, his thing here. And why not stay with it? I mean, like, of course, get an increase in salary, right? Make more money. Like, I, I would be the last who would say, uh, who wouldn't who wouldn't agree to it. Um, but, you know, if he looks to Rebic, if he looks up to Jovic, then I don't understand why why he's why he really wants to to go you know he could he could become an icon in frankfurt you know and even if he just stays two more years you know and then then you can uh, still move on get a last little contract and then you can still make shit loads of money in china <laughs> or or uh, or you know in i don't know australia in, in qatar or wherever australia or wherever you know but um yeah i don't think you get shit loads of money over there but you know do I don't, I just don't get it. I mean, I get it and I don't get it, you know, so don't get me wrong. Uh, I think where, I you know, think where but... he is at is, you know, he wants to, it's not enough to be playing for the Bundesliga and for the Pokal every season. Now he has had two seasons consecutively of playing in the Europa Pokal. So if the Eintracht finishes in seventh again, I think that that would make, at least to him, would check the minimum box to allow him to stay. And I, I can't blame him because, you know, at his point in his career, like, you know, age 27, he's only got one big contract left in him. So why not sign, Why not help the Eintracht get to the Pokal final? Why not help us to the Europa Pokal final and get the Eintracht in seventh place so that you're get, you know for a fact that you got Eintracht into Europe for one more season and you were a catalyst uh, for making that happen and then you can go up to uh, the money the money people and say pay me my money or flip me yeah but to someone who will but pay exactly me my but money. if he wants to. 
But if he wants to win titles, right? Let's say that's his goal, right? Then which team is he supposed to go? Do you think he's going to go to Liverpool? Nope. Do you think he's going to go to Manchester nope. City? Do you think he's going to go to Juvent to Turin? Mm, uh, do you think he's going to go to uh, Barcelona or Real? You yeah. know, like I, I, I want. You know, he's God. I, like you throw he's, out he's Barcelona, gonna, and I'm like, oh, son. Like the very moment that that 33 year, well, he's still 32. The very moment that that 32, soon to be 33 year old Argentine attacker retires or leaves that team is gonna go back to what we remember in the 80s in the 90s uh where you know they would have good runs but then they would revert back to just being a top five team in spain and nothing more than that uh, nothing more than a i don't know maybe or maybe they're maybe the, the opposite in the uh champions league or if they drop down to the europa league you know maybe a run to the final that t- that that Barcelona team, with the way that the air, mostly because it's run as a socio, uh, social a social membership kind of club, uh, one of the few left in uh, Spain, the ver- because the way that they are run, which is a l- little bit haphazard, uh, I won't I won't get involved with any. No, but it, yeah, we can we can always, I mean, club for that yeah, matter. I mean Barcelona we. We're getting sidetracked, right? But what I'm trying to say is, you know, like if he wants to win titles, there are not so many teams where he can, where he, where Kostic can go to. Yeah, in this day right? and age, so there, it's a, I would even, I would even, I would even say the, the super club where you know you've only got a few clubs that you can say, if I go here, I will win another medal to drape around my neck, to exactly. show off to my grandkids and, when I'm super old. Because, yeah, he missed out on our Dave Pokal because he was getting relegated with the Haas foul. Yeah, and I'm telling you, he, he can have chances to win titles here in Frankfurt. That's what I'm saying. Like, if he stays in Frankfurt and if he helps building something in Frankfurt, I I'll, I'll put out this bold statement here. He he will easier win titles here in Frankfurt than wherever he's gonna go. And I I, I give you like one reference, you know, and that's just rabbitch. You know, you think like with Milano, uh, he's gonna win titles over there? Nope. I don't think so. No, nope. you know? that's a big and, team. And that's simi- a quote big name, not a big team. If anyone pays attention to the exactly, Serie a, Ex- they will know what I'm talking about because the other Milan is running away with it. The one the. The Rome-based club that we faced last year is running away with it, and Juventus or Turin is running away with it, and everyone else is miles, miles behind. And you've got exactly like, and also you're talking about a club that's got its own internal fighting, and is, you know, if it, they didn't have some billionaire throwing money at it, you know, the thing would go bankrupt in, within a month. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm telling you, there Frankfurt will, uh, with especially if Kostic stays, right? So he, he without Kostic, you know, it gives a little bit of more risk. But I think Frankfurt is ready for another big title. Exactly. Sign a long term contract if, with us, and then at, when you're 32, 33, if you really want to win a title, head back home. Head back home. Go to go to Belgrade and pick one of the two, and you'll be able to win a title, and you'll be able to win your third and fourth title there because Eintracht 
we're in a position to really do something special. Roman, we've been ranting and raving about this for a very long time. Uh, should we're dreaming, uh, dreaming up, <laughs> dreaming up our titles? Come on, this is totally we legit. Should, this we time talk is about important. Where you know, like, we think we really are going to get a title from, and I think that it is going to come in the form of the Pokal again. Uh, maybe we're getting bold and brash, but you know what? Screw it. I don't care. Uh, the Eintracht is now into the quarterfinal stage of the DFB Pokal. We are playing at home. We're playing against Bremen, a Bremen team who we will face on March the 4th, a Wednesday, in the late kickoff time. Uh, we will have faced the same Bremen team <laughs> in Bremen. So think of it as a weird, you know, doubleheader of sorts, you know, home and away. Uh, kind of what we did with Leipzig, right? I mean, yeah, you know, only a little bit kind of work. Usually, I'm not a big fan a of it. A little bit more compact. But, this is a uh, Bremen team that is in yeah. real, real big trouble. Uh, we'll kind of mention where they're at at the table. Um, 15th place is Mainz on 21 points, and then there is a four-point gap between 15th and 16th. Remember, 16th is the relegation playoff spot, and then you have the two automatic relegation spots: uh, Dusseldorf and Bremen are 16th and 17th respectively on 17 points each and only goal differences separating them and that is literally a goal uh to the worst a team that has given up 48 goals this season tied for second worst in the bundesliga just saying and then you have powder i just hope they keep also saw and if honestly if we didn't play mainz and Cologne and Paderborn, and we're on that horrible, horrible run. Honestly, I think you could take off a point, if not three, from each of those three clubs right there, and those clubs will be way deep down, worse than the shit. Yeah. Well, that's just me saying. Yeah. But yeah. hey, look, this, no, is, no, 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 this no. is the third consecutive season that the Eintracht has made the quarterfinal, uh, the thir- uh, third and four years, excuse me, because we did lose to Ulm. Kind of have to <clears throat> remember about that. Uh, the third time in four seasons that we've made the quarterfinals of the Pokal. That's that is to me still an impressive feat for the Eintracht, and something that should not just kind of be thought of as a, just thrown away nonchalantly. Because this is we're in a it's big for us. Yeah, definitely. I mean, from where we're where we're from, definitely that's a. Uh... Um, that's that's a big big run, and it, it kind of shows like the, um, the one of the uniqueness that Frankfurt has put up in the recent years is you know um, for 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 special games you know like what we are you know once there's magic in the air we we we, we can put some magic on the uh, on the pitch of course and I think that's kind of unique you know and that's where even you could almost see there's a consistency there. Um, so in the DFB Pokal in the first round when we when we uh, lost last year, um, there was no magic on on anywhere, you know. So we didn't bring out any magic, but <laughs> you know there exactly. was so, so much so now, going on at the time. And you know, like if you want to totally. go to further Pokal like glory, we made the quarterfinals in the 13-14 season uh, when we were under Funko. He got us to the final and then the semifinal the very next season. That was a 5-0-6 where we lost uh, Munich in the final and then made the semifinal the very subsequent year. And then you have to go all the way to the day, our pomp, you know, the early 90s uh, to find the yeah. last time that we were as far. We were in uh, 
two semifinals to start off the 90s and also were uh, had won in 88. So we were in a very good, we were a very much different sort of team at that point in time. We were competing for titles uh, in the Bundesliga uh, at that point in time as well. We were welcoming the Eastern Bloc into the Bundesliga as well yeah. at that time. And then you had this great void and a second great void of success in the Pokal. And so this cannot be understated that this is a really great uh, opportunity for the Eintracht to reach their third semifinal because we're playing at home. We're playing against a team who, while they have come up with Pokal magic, they're on the cusp of relegation. And the last time that uh, Bremen was... Uh, playing in the Zweite Liga, I think that was the season that that was the 87-88 season that we won the Pokal, finishing in ninth in the Bundesliga. Uh, I, it's that long ago that Bremen was in the second division, and they've kind of been like teetering. We remember when we finished in 16th and 15-16, uh, that horrible uh, feeling on the 34th match day when we lost to Bremen at Bremen. They're going to start, they are from here on in, I swear to God, hand on a Bible and everything. They are going to be prioritizing (laughs) the Bundesliga way more than the Pokal. So we can literally say to ourselves, you know what, we're not in there, we're not in that sort of trouble. Let's go for the Pokal, at least put out a full strength team for the quarterfinals See where we go because the Pokal still has a lot, uh, a lot of possibilities left. The other matches are Schalke versus Bayern. That should be actually quite interesting on the Tuesday. You got Leverkusen and Union. If Union pulls that off, hey, kudos, hats off to them. And then you have the random other fixture of Saarbrücken, uh, who are currently top of the Regional Liga Südwest, and Fortuna Düsseldorf, who we just beat. Uh, no, excuse me. Uh, not just be uh, the one-on-one draw with uh, a couple weeks ago. We're in a great position to not only get to the semifinals, but possibly get back to the final. Uh, that will be our third final in four years. And that's the kind of run and domestic cups that only the biggest of big teams do. And th- how special would that be, Roman, if we uh, won a se- uh, second Pokal in three seasons? Just saying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, would you, they would, of course, I mean... Yeah, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, maybe I'm getting greedy because the seventies was the last time we I know, won I know, so we many are. titles I'm... in such quick succession. And uh, 70, 79 and eighty one, where we won the Europa Pokal, and then we also won the the DP Pokal the following season as well. You know, we're having to go really far back to find such a run that we are on. We are yeah. still the I moody, mean, moody diva. I mean, just look at the way that we finished off. The Hinrunde, it is what it is, but yeah, but it's still possible, right? I mean, like Dortmund is out, you know, so big of the contestants are already out of the Bokal, and so it is possible this year. Um, however, I think it's going to be like how far are we going to go in Europa League? Because I think there's as weird as this sound, but if we if we win in the Europa League, they're probably going to put more emphasis on those games, and I yeah, but those we, we will see. Actually, that's not one. yeah. Exactly, but it's that's what I mean. It's like three three contests are a lot, and uh, well, we will see what we can we speculate forever, right? Because so uh, we got anything. the Europa Pokal, 
coming up really quickly. Um, I can confirm that we will have a very special guest to be able to preview uh, the Europa Pokal against FC Salzburg or Red Bull Salzburg, whatever way you want to call them. I don't really care because they are who they are. First leg will be on the 20th of February in Frankfurt and then the 27th following. Uh, so far as we are aware of right now, for our American listeners, that is going to be streamed uh, on BR Live. So uh, you can pay the, your three. And of course, if you are in San Francisco during the game, let me know. Like, check on Twitter where we're going to watch it. Mm-hmm. We're definitely going to be out in a bar watching it. I think it's 11:30, so it's a good time. You know, good time for lunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, when you are in San Francisco, don't only wear a flower in your hair. Also, <laughs> check out. Check out where we watch the games. Also, Friday against Dortmund. You know, isn't that a perfect uh, switch uh, of topic? Playing Dortmund, we will be watching at Steffs on Steffs on Second Street uh, in San Francisco. So if you're around, boom, that's where you should go. Or if you're where you're going to watch well, it. Oh, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, actually, no, that's going to be at Casey Beer, the Casey Beer Company, the home boom. of the Bundesliga in Kansas City, uh, home for every Bundesliga match day, whether that be Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Uh, you can find all the matches shown at Casey Beer Company. Uh, show off your Eintracht swag, and they will kowtow and put on the and pump up the volume. Of which I should also point out that when it does come down to, if anyone does have a TV uh, subscription that has uh, the Bundesliga coverage and then you have your FS2, such as in Kansas City, on certain carriers, they have it on FS2, which is only shown in standard definition. Big boo to that. You can always switch over to the uh, Deportes variation. Of that, and then uh, you can at least watch. Uh, so long as you're able to uh, find it in the right spot, uh, you can then watch that in high definition. So something to think about, Roman. We need to have our favorite segment break it because it's been a second since we've had it. Time for hashtag. What are we drinking? What are you drinking? Or what have you been up to? What have you been drinking? Yeah, exactly. So I am drinking, uh, but uh, it's uh, it's one o'clock. Uh, it's basically my lunchtime, one p.m., and uh, I'm I'm still on coffee. So sorry, <laughs> no alcohol. I still have to work afterwards. And, so what? So what's um, the good? So what's yeah, the good so, beans? What's the good grinds that you're you're rolling with today? Oh God, are you putting me in a spot? No, it's uh, it's uh, I'm I'm doing home office, and I did I just used instant coffee horrible i know it's not it's not the fancy one but i was lazy you know like before before the show i was like okay quick one uh so we have some good so a friend of mine he has a startup a coffee startup um and we have some excellent beans from honduras here but i didn't make them so triple coffee check those guys out if you're in san francisco if you really want the high profit here's the little advertising without getting any money but he's a friend of mine you know startup people so triple coffee he he he, he goes down to these farmers it's of course all organic all fair trade and everything and uh, he hand picks the best beans in the world so um but now it's just instant <laughs> so i'm not going to name the brand here that doesn't make any sense Oh, it's okay. Just it's okay. Hot water, instant coffee. There you go. Um, mm. But how about yourself? What are you? What are you Valentine's having? Valentine's Day is right around the corner. That to me says that it uh, is well past time that I have the last bit of what makes a white Christmas, and I am having exactly that white Christmas from Samuel Adams. It was uh, one one of their traditional. Um, 
seasonals that they come out with every year. It's a white ale with spices. It's pretty good for me. I've always been a to be honest, I've been a big favorite of theirs when it comes to their winter ales. And then again, uh, just the winter beers in general. Um, we'll be kind of bringing in the spring beers uh, to this segment in a little bit. But uh, if you have any local beer distributor that still has the uh, white Christmas, get get a bit of that. You'll be able to taste the orange peel by a long margin anthem of going to be in there as well it's a pretty good one and i'm ha- saluting the end uh the final snow that is currently falling outside <laughs> i say i understand yeah. it's going to be the final one because we're about to go through a heat wave uh by comparison uh for the winter and so i know it's the final bit of it and so i salute the snow and the winter uh with white crystals so roman prost yeah, post. Yeah, cheers. Post with coffee. Well, <laughs> we'll be back for a segment two of well, we Andrew get... Frankfurt and Justin Jeffy. Stay with. We're back. Segment two of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast, coming everything there's no in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt. So we have talked about Kostic, we talked about Chandler, we talked about the five nil over Augsburg, we talked about beating. Well, we kind of looked over it a little bit. We were able to top uh, Leipzig three to one, beating them twice in basically a two week time span, which is pretty good. Uh, no Munich team was able to pull off that. So we have Do- uh, Bremen and the Pokal in the Bundesliga. Might as well have a look at the table and everything else that is going on in it. Um, if anyone's been living underneath a rock, uh, Jurgen Klinsmann, who spent nearly 100 million euros, has left Hertha Berlin. It's kind of like, you know what? If you're going to make Hertha crap, why can't you at least be... Uh, leave before you lose badly to Mainz, but then that's just me. That's just me talking right here. Um, uh-huh. Top four. I put it this way. We can be happy that he doesn't leave like a week before we, we play them. Yeah. You know, that, that's like the typical. You they know? still have not found a successor to Jurgen Klinsmann. That, that stuff is just absolutely, I think the German word is Wahnsinn. Wahnsinn. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's it is crazy. It is Wahnsinn. Yeah. <laughs> um the top four sits like this. Munich, Leipzig, Dortmund, Gladbach. Gladbach has granted did not get to play against Köln because some weather over Germany, uh high winds of excruciatingly high numbers. Uh, high who who am I who's living in the United States to question the weatherman in Germany? But anyways, uh Lieback still has their match to play, but 39 points on up to 43 is the difference between first and fourth. And then you have Leverkusen and then Schalke. And you know what? We're not too far out. We're on 28 points, tied up with Wolfsburg. Got a vastly better goal difference there, sitting in ninth. We're not Roman. Like, if you had added one or two more points here and there over that horrible run in the Hendronda we would be right up there. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we'd be pulling yeah, ahead of Freiburg and pulling ahead of Hoffenheim, looking straight at Schalke and Leverkusen, and saying a lot to Schalke that yeah, they're performing the way that they are, and they only have the Pokal and the Bundesliga. Gladbach, I mean, they're able to focus solely on the Bundesliga. It's an exciting time to watch it, though I can't uh, imagine a better time for us to be facing off against a Bremen who can't uh, score for the life of them and that we have uh, coming up very soon in the Bundesliga and then in the Pokal. You know, we're in a really good spot. Yeah, but we still, Still you know, like next season is also... But next season is around the corner as well, right? So I mean, like, if we if if we mess that up, you know, for <laughs> for whatever reason, you know, like like I'm I'm telling you, if next season will be totally weird if we are not in Europa League and I don't know, let's say we, I, it's gonna be weird, you know. So they really have to, you know, seventh place should be, you know, at least of our goal. I think we should we should get there, you know, where we say so like, yeah, we got to be among the top seven in the Europa Pokal. Of any sort, whether yeah. it be the upper or exactly, lower like league. imagine. I can I can agree with that. I think that Eintracht has kind of proven themselves to be able to maintain that sort of a level of performance. Um, and especially when this weird conf- Europa Conference League, when is that shit's going to start? Is that next? Is that I think that's a year after next. Season, next. No? I've not after? done too much because... research on that competition. To be fair, mostly because it just looks like a. It looks like a waste of freaking time. If yeah, but the thing is, it's going to take away a, a spot, right? Mm-hmm. So it's. Uh, I think it's like the sixth. Then is going to go to the Europa Conference, right? Which means if you want to do Europa League, uh, it's, it's going to be tougher. Right, so um, it, it will be even harder to get to the Europa League because it's not that we're gonna keep the same Europa League and then in addition we're gonna have uh, you know let's say for the seventh or eighth there's gonna be this conference thing. I think it's gonna be. Uh, I think it's this Europa this to it. European conference thing is an absolute waste of time. Here, uh, absolutely. I will. We'll get to Dortmund right next. But just to clarify my position on this, uh, your. Uh, UEFA conference nations, whatever they want to call it. I I mean, there was the Intertoto yeah. Cup that was before that, and they did away with that, incorporated uh, the teams who were in there into the Europa League. The Europa League will always have some big teams get in there, big names who just are not at the pace. You know, Roma is one team who is in there right now. You have Espanyol, you have, uh, oh shoot, no. Uh, yeah, Betis. I mean, you've got the teams that will fall from the Champions League, obviously, that will lend gravitas to it when it comes to the knockout phase. But you also will have names that people have heard of uh, that will be in the Europa League, who've gone through the Europa League. And to be fair, adding a third competition, okay, so you take, you know, in the Bundesliga's position, either 6th or 7th, based on uh, who wins, who is competing for the Pokal, you know, uh, you take out that team. Um, then you take out, what is that going to be like, 4th in Croatia, 3rd in Croatia, 3rd uh, uh, and 4th in Denmark, 5th uh, in 6th uh, in France, 6th in England. Is that... Ma- is that- competition really that exciting i mean if you're 
if you're a fan of, of the course team not. I mean, we don't even need to talk about you know how you important at least the, know the, for the fact thing that, is going to be. Like but. the Europa League, you have big teams that are in there, and you'll have more big teams descend from the Champions League uh, when it gets to the knockout phase. But that's a long comp. That is a competition that they're adding the Intertoto Cup. The little that I have looked at uh, the history of it, it never was all too exciting. I mean. You didn't have a lot of teams who were big names in there. Okay, you you're drawing teams from the lesser leagues. Um, you know, you usually have your one, two, maybe three teams that you might know from Croatia, Serbia, uh, Romania, Bulgaria. Yeah, Brian, you're you're stating the obvious, right? I mean, like nobody nobody ever is interested in going to be interested in the conference league. Nobody, right? like hundred percent. We don't. Nobody. We don't even need to talk about. It. You can you can name all the teams that are going to play there. You know, like uh, of course, you know, I don't know. It's just a waste of time. But it's going to take away a good seat, and that's going to make it tougher for Frankfurt, right? Mm-hmm. Because like we're not. The Europa League is probably going to be like those who don't make it to the Champions League. This one other team, or maybe these other two teams, they make it to Europa, and there'll be less teams like Bremen, like Frankfurt, who can make it. And that's what I think is the sad part, because the the, I mean. The, as you say, the conference league is not going to be of interest. And uh, yeah, well, I don't know. I think they just grew up a lot. And it's, it's, for us, it's going to hurt us, this this thing, because it doesn't add up. It takes away. And that's the big difference, um, which, of course, they had to do to make it more prominent or better, whatever. But like imagine, you know, like the people who, who, who lose in the group stage of the Europa League, they're going to go to the conference and it's just bullshit. <laughs> but anyways, that's that's. Let's let's uh, move on to the to the next topic. Yeah, I mean, it's just and let's be next honest. Year we will uh, have to deal with how it, much so. money is there really going to be if you have a league underneath the Europa League? I mean, every, we've mentioned on here before the difference in terms of money that you get from the Champions League group phase, Europa League group phase. What the heck are you possibly going to get unless it's a straight knockout phase, but uh, throughout the entire competition? But, anyways, moving on uh, to our final topic of discussion: Eintracht versus Dortmund. Um, Dortmund has been an interesting team ever since uh, they got Aaron Holland, uh, this Norwegian Viking who just scores goals for fun. Uh, okay, so he didn't score in their 4-3 loss to uh, Leverkusen. We had a wonderful bit with Jonathan Harding that I uh, put out there, did earlier in the week. Um, but the way that Dortmund sets themselves up is basically a gun ho attacking style now with a big hulking uh well, he's only 19 year old uh a big hulking uh, uh forward that they honestly have not had since Lewandowski was there and they are dangerous but the thing is they have now two of their best attacking pieces from the attacking midfield portion that would be behind Holland now taken out and Brandt and Royce and Roman. If we do the same thing that we did to Augsburg to Dortmund, we're going to kick their ass. Yeah. I mean, like Dortmund of course would be a totally different game, right? I mean, the good news is that Harland has been playing a couple of times. So I think uh, um, there are now ways of stopping him, you know, on, on ways on, you know, um, uh, let's put it this way. The, the first few games, you know, they didn't know that the teams um, 
that were invaded by Harlan, so to say, they, they didn't know what happened to them. But now we know. We know what to expect. We can prepare for it. It will be still tough, right? Definitely. It's not going to be easy. The offensive power of Dortmund is almost as good, as better than ours. But yeah, I mean, our both wingers now, if Timothy Chandler keeps on this run and if Kostic keeps on playing that well, it's going to be tough to... Uh, to 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 analyze Frankfurt, you know, and how to stop on since we're coming from both wings now, and still the center is there, so will be a different game. I think it'll be more similar to Leipzig, but even Leipzig, we we shot our goals and we didn't really uh, and we the we discipline, had a disciplined the, defense, and that was the thing that Leipzig yeah, exactly. was troubled by. And if anyone watched their nil nil result versus Munich, they were troubled by that too. Now they had chances. They didn't convert them, but they didn't have as many good chances as they did against Munich as they did against the Eintracht. And to me, that I'm I'm ready to call right now my three three. Uh, I think goal like just goal bonanza of a win. I actually yeah. Roman. I'm gonna put my uh, I'm gonna put my really? money where the yeah. mouth is. Three two the Eintracht. Puts three past Dortmund, and Dortmund only comes up with two intermittently in the second half. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. On paper, I don't think we're going <laughs> to win, right? I think the Dortmund team, on paper, uh, on paper, I'm saying, you know, like, uh, but we're on a run. They just lost. So uh, I'm confident. But, you know, it's just got to be like a 2-1 really tough match. Um, I think it's going to be on the edge. And uh, it will be nerve-wracking, uh, nail-biting, and not easy. But uh, and don't forget, we're playing in Dortmund, so that's also you know that's a little advantage to them. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean they're weak in their defense, Very so weak. that's what we have to do. But it's it's not that we got the best offense either, you know. So it's not that you know our strikers are like fairly known to uh, to you know to 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 crack open. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I'll say two to one, but it's going to be a real tough game. It's going to be a nail biter and it's going to be on the edge. And we need to be literally for the whole 95 minutes, you know, sharp as a as a Japanese a sushi <laughs> knife, you know, uh, literally, you know, like if we're just sharp as a whatever, like a standard knife, a good, good chef's knife, it's not going to be enough. It has to be really... Right there. So, um, yeah, but but I have my hopes up. I'm going to, like like we already said, I'm going to watch with some Dortmund people as well. So I, I, I need this, you know, we need this. So we need to win. Indeed, indeed. Uh, I attract fans in the Kansas City area. Remember, Kansas City Beer Company. And uh, I'll let the Dortmund fans know as well. The leader of such uh, people I know will be a little bit busy because, you know, he's a teacher. But anyways, uh, I attract Frankfurt will be in the United States on Fox Sports 2 and Fox Deportes. So if you are unable to get a high-definition stream uh, on FS2, uh, you can at least get it through Deportes. And, of course, you can always watch on Fox Soccer Match Pass if you can only go through your phones. In the United Kingdom, that is BT Sport Live. Well, through the entire British Isles, that is BT Sport Live. Uh, through uh, the Oceania area, New Zealand, and Australia, that is B in sports, that will have it as well. And that kind of and Canada can't forget our brothers up north. Uh, the the Adler C A N account running that for all of our friends 
in Canada who are fans of Eintracht. Uh, that is Sportsnet World who will be showing that as well. So, Roman, it's been great having you back on. I know with uh, the work, Thank you, work yeah. stuff, like we've been kind of here, there, and everywhere, so it's made it really hard for us to get together. But ha, yeah, I think you and me could probably do this show for an extra hour and a half, talking about everything Eintracht. But I think... Yeah, but nobody would be listening to that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally agree on that. Oh, brother. Roman, it has been great having you back on. Where can we find you in the social media landscape of the world? Oh, SF Bay Eagles on Twitter. That's usually me representing the AFC San Francisco Bay Eagles. Indeed. And remember, um, follow our friends who are elsewhere in the United States and beyond. Yeah. Uh, you have the EFC Oldham in the UK. You have EFC Scotland. You have EFC Rocky Mountains. Uh, you have EFC Florida. You have EFC uh, New York. New York. Uh, EFC Heartland and for the Midwest Heartland. the United States coming soon. Uh, the details will be announced on here. Uh, myself and Nathan are extremely excited about the possibilities there. Uh, but any truck fans, ways to get in contact with us. Uh, you can email the show. That is Frankfurt at gmail.com. Tweet us at HEFpod on Twitter. And of course, follow us on Facebook for the latest news on Eintracht in the English language, including new episode drops as well. So from all of us here at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, cheers! Cheers! Hey Eintracht Frankfurt,